Hey there, freaking awesome people. Winnie here from Mind Now, and welcome back to Inspirational Mind, where we break down channels, interview people to gain their perspective on how you can master your mind to gain self confidence and self esteem, especially as an introvert. But hey, don't shy away if you're an extrovert because the world needs you. Today, we have an awesome guest. It is Alex Hine from Modern Health Monk. I am so glad that he is on. I'm so glad you're here. How are you doing, brother? Good, good. Thanks for having me, man. How you doing? I'm good, bro. Um, like I said, we have already like tried this a couple of times, but this time it really did work out. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's just jump right to it, man. Um, like the most important question that I always ask everyone at the beginning is, how do you actually gain self confidence and belief in yourself? What what is your take on that? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because I think that a lot of the time when people don't reach their goals, the reason is because they really deep down, they don't believe that they can. And so what we find is that we actually sabotage ourselves. And so my opinion is that you can't really fake self-esteem, right? You can't fake believing that like you're a really capable person who can achieve their goals. And so what I've always done and what I've always believed is that you know, you can't believe you're, you can't be like, oh yeah, I'm a magical person and, you know, I'm this awesome guy and all the women want to date me. It doesn't work. Instead, you have to kind of take these little baby bets and gradually improve yourself to the point where you can see that you actually are improving. So let's say, for example, you want to have more self-esteem around your health and your weight. Let's say I'm 50 pounds overweight and I don't really like myself. I don't like how I look. The solution to having more self-esteem isn't like to do affirmations and be like, oh yeah, I love myself. Because you'd be like, okay, I love myself. And then you look in the mirror after the shower and you're like, oh, disgusting. You know, it doesn't, it's like, it's like lying to yourself. So my opinion is try to set a small goal. Like let's say it's to lose a few pounds. And then when you lose those few pounds, then you'll be like, oh, I actually do look better and I feel better. So to me, the way to get more self-esteem is to create tiny goals. And once you've achieved a little goal, you'll start to feel better and you'll feel more capable. Like, okay, maybe I actually can change. Yeah, definitely. I totally um, agree with you on taking small steps to where you want to um, get. And you actually talked about health in general. Like if you want to uh, lose weight, you got to do it baby steps. Because if you say, or let's say you are a really big person and you say, okay, I'm going to be thin like, within a week that won't work <laughs> so we got to take it um like you said small steps and what also contributes to self-confidence in my opinion is when you have the energy and positivity and my question to you what do you do to get that energy and positivity i mean for me on one level i find that a lot of people don't have energy when they're just not that healthy so I think on one level, you can look at energy almost like yin-yang, right? The internal is you could have beliefs, you could have, you could do exercises, like Tony Robbins has his whole morning priming ritual where you're like, you know, you're doing the breathing thing, you get your circulation going, and you're going, you're visualizing like positive moments and coincidences and your goals. That's one way to feel better. But also you could view it from the outside, which is like if you're exercising five days a week, and you're eating well, and you're spending time around people you really like, that's just gonna make you feel better by itself. You know, everybody knows the feeling of waking up to a job they hate or waking up to a job they love. You know, me, before I had my own business, waking up to a job I hated, 
Like that's so different from waking up one day, you're on a beach in Thailand and you're like, this is so nice. So I think I, I try to tackle everything from both the inside and the outside perspective. Outside for me for energy and feeling good is actually being healthy. And the inside is you can do like morning rituals, you can do affirmations, you can do all kinds of things related to your goals. But that's how I tend to view it. Yeah, definitely, bro. Um, you just actually talked about morning rituals, morning routine. What what morning routine would you recommend others? What morning routine do you have? So personally, I've experimented with all kinds of different morning routines. I've done morning routines that have been an hour long, and I've done morning routines that have been five minutes or 10 minutes. And I think, you know, reflecting back, I think the most important thing, if I had to boil it down, is really just two things. The first thing is, I'm a big fan of something that gets your blood moving in the morning, circulation, and it doesn't have to be like some, a full workout. It could literally be like five minutes like doing jumping jacks. And I think that, especially when you wake up, like almost everybody is tired when they wake up, right? They don't wanna do anything. You know, it's easier before work to sit down and watch TV than it is to get up and read a book or review your goals. So I think the ultimate morning routine is two things. One part is just doing something that gets circulation going and helps you wake up. Five or ten minutes. And the second thing is just reviewing and looking at your goals and thinking about them. Because, you know, like I did this long morning routine like two, three years ago where I was waking up and doing, you know, 20 minutes of yoga, visualizing, affirmations, 20 minutes of reading a personal development book. I would go through all my goals. I would go through all these things and... It was just way too much. You know, it was just way too, it took an hour. And it's like, let's say you have to get to work at nine o'clock and you get up at like seven o'clock. Then you have a whole hour that you have to do this. And it's easy to procrastinate. So I think now, most of the time, my morning routine is very simple. I usually do around 20 minutes of Qigong. So you could view that as exercise. And then afterwards, I just take five minutes to review and, and visualize my goals in my head. So I just go through the goals really quick as if I already finished them. Like it's done, you know, like this health problem is fixed. I'm giving this much money to my mom every month. I have my business is in this place. I live in this apartment. I like I go through as if like it's already done. And what does it feel like when all those things are done? And then my goal is when I start my day to kind of live and pretend like it's going to happen automatically. Like you pretend like the miracle's already done. And so it puts you in kind of like this good state of mind where you're like, okay, I know I'm going to, you know, eventually get fit, lose weight, get the money I want, get, you know, date a person that I, that I really love. If you just like pretend like the prayer is already answered, it's just a matter of time. It puts you in a really positive state of mind. So that's what I do now. Yeah, you kind of um, talked about a uh, law of attraction um, a bit because you kind of prime yourself to be in that state and then you you kind of attract that as well to you and that is really um, amazing and you just talked about uh, like you said the morning ritual you had a long one and then a, a short one as well and how were you able to gauge that one was like too long for you did you like track it like monthly or did you compare your short one with your long one um because you know some people actually do have like a one hour morning routine and for them it it might not be that long so my question to you is how were you able to know that that was too long for you yeah i just started procrastinating 
It's that simple. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to do this so long. That's it. <laughs> All right. So it, it didn't it didn't really fit to you and you procrastinate. That's why like having a shorter one is more effective um, in that sense. So, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like when people they want to work out and they're like, you know, January 1st is tomorrow. They're like, I'm going to go to the gym, do two hours. And then the next day they don't want to go for a week because they just are so sore. So for me, it's always do less. Do it. Try to do it more regularly, less time. Yeah, totally. Um, so this this kind of it. Um, my questions are sometimes not really uh, like th there's not a segue. So <laughs> um, my question to you is: Are you actually an introvert or an extrovert? Definitely introvert. So I'm my Myers Briggs is INFJ. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. So um, like. As an introvert, you're more shy and to yourself. So my question to you, what advice would you actually give to introverted people to overcome that shyness? So for me, on one level, I, like again, I try to view everything from internal and external. For me, the, the shyness, the main part of my life that it wasn't really working out was dating. So when I was, I'm 31 now, when I was in my early 20s, I had never had a, a serious girlfriend. And so when I was in college, it was obvious that my shyness was preventing me from getting a girlfriend. Because if I, if I never ask a girl, there's no way I can have a girlfriend. So, so for me, personally, you know, there's a lot of times in life where you don't have to be an extrovert. You know, you don't have to be extroverted. But what happens if you're standing next to the pretty girl and you want to ask her out? Then you have to. And so for me, what I did was, for a whole year, actually, this is when I was living in China... I actually would go to a bar or a club three times per week. And before I went home, I had to ask three girls. I had to either ask them to talk, ask them to dance, or ask them for their phone number. So I did that for a whole year, and it was terrifying. I hated it. But at the end, you know, at the end, I would go to, into like a club, and I didn't have any alcohol, and I would like dance on a stage with a girl. And so that was like never in a million years would that happen for me. Like no one would ever see me doing that. And so for me, I do think it's one of those things where, yes, like accept yourself and you don't have to change necessarily, but also like push, you know, push the envelope a little bit. Try to find a little bet to, to grow yourself. And for me, like this is what you could call just like a courage games, right? You're just building this, um, this ability to withstand rejection. And that's a much more important life skill beyond just dating. And so you could do something literally like me where you dare yourself to do something uncomfortable. It could be dating, it could be public speaking, it could be saying no when you usually say yes. I think for me, the most important thing is that growth in terms of character. And that's one of the ways I did it. Wow, that, that is really fascinating, man. So you literally challenged yourself to, to do those things for one whole year. Wow. So did you actually do it literally every single day? Uh, I did it three, so three times a week, I would go to a bar or a club. All right. Wow. That's, that's crazy, man. It, yeah. Um, congrats. <laughs> you, you really had um, courage there. That is awesome, man. <laughs> so now you're, you're like, you feel really comfortable talking with anyone, right? I mean, I know. Yeah. Much, much better than, than um, I know. When, when did you actually start doing that in your 20s? I did that. I must have been 24. Oh, okay. So my age. Wow. So I guess um, I have to do it too then. 
Do it. Do the challenge. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I never wanted to be that guy that was like 40 years old and still uncomfortable talking to some people. You know, and I was like, there's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of introverts like that. They never went through the self-growth. They never improved themselves. So now they're 50 years old. They have two kids and they go to a party and they're still awkward. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. No, I, I totally agree with you, man. Um, I, I just think I actually talked with um, Clifford. I also interviewed him and he also said like you, you're um, labeling yourself when you say you're an introvert, you're an extrovert. Yes, th those characteristics is true, right? Introvert are more shy and more to themselves. But if you keep on saying that you're an introvert, you're an introvert, then you kind of like um, you represent yourself as an introvert and might um, be more difficult but is it possible yes is it more difficult yes but again you you just gotta kind of challenge yourself like you so that's an, an awesome method that i will try out as well <laughs> um so yeah um talking to people who don't know what to do in their lives so i think that is one of the things that kind of um, put their their self-confidence down when they don't know what their passion is, what their purpose is. What advice would you give to them? I think for me, you know, like for me, my main obsession for my 20s was I really wanted to find work I love. And I had tried so many jobs. I moved across the world. Like I tried everything. And I think that the best thing you can do is actually try a lot of things, but in a less risky way. So, for example, you know, people think that they're just going to find their dream job by like thinking or meditating. And I don't think that's true. I don't know anyone who's like, oh, I just thought about this and then I magically found my passion. You know, for me, it was like I did this job. I'm like, I really hate that. I did that job and I was like, I like it a little bit. I hate that. So what I would actually do is I would actually come up with a list of things that you maybe are interested in. And I would break them into two categories. And when I've coached people... I think a lot of people, they put all these ideas in terms of jobs and they don't break them down into two groups. The two groups are things you want to do once or like for a short period of time. Like for example, when I talk to a lot of 20-somethings, they're like, what should I do? You know, I want to be an au pair in Amsterdam. I want to go live in Spain for a year. I want to go study Kung Fu in China like I did. And we say these things and we should and can do them. But those aren't necessarily our careers, right? So I break it down into what I call the five-year filter or one-time events or experiences. So I would write down everything you want to do in your life. Work, fun, play. And then make a list. On this side, you're going to write down one-time experiences or events. Those are going to be the things where it's like go to China, study Kung Fu, live in Spain for a year, uh, do this one thing, do that one thing, skydive, whatever. And then on the other side, it's can I do this every day for five years? And that's a big difference because, you know, this is what you're going to do every day for work. This is what you're going to do. You can do it for vacation. You can do it for fun. You can take a year off and go do these, these things. But this is the stuff you want to be focusing on in terms of building a career, building, you know, a daily, something you work at every day that you enjoy. And in terms of this box, what I would do is, let's say you have like 10 things. You're thinking of architect, YouTuber, author, you're thinking doctor, you're thinking researcher, you know, artist. And then I would actually find one person in each of those boxes. Now you have the internet, so you can email anybody online. But I would actually try to find people near where you live. So let's say you find like, you know, 
an artist, an architect, a doctor, email them and, and do a coffee meeting. So actually say, hey, you know, my name is blah, 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 blah. I'm interested in becoming an architect. Could I buy you coffee for five minutes and just talk to you about what it's like being an architect? And most people are super friendly. They, like, if they love their work, they will love to talk to you about what they're doing. And so when you, get, when you have a coffee meeting with these people, just ask them, what is the work really like? Because what we think a job is like and what it's really like is very different, you know? Like we think doctor is like saving all these people, but like doctor really is, you see a patient for two minutes, you give the same drug a hundred times a day, you, ha- you know, all this paperwork, all this stress, maybe you realize what you think about being a doctor and what really is being a doctor is not the same and you don't like it, so you don't do it. And maybe you realize, you know, okay, I thought being a YouTuber is... I just upload videos whenever I want. But then you call, you talk to a YouTuber and you're like, oh no, they actually, they have a small team. They had to study business, marketing, and sales. Every day they have to learn how to sell products and their books and their services. Um, you know, they have rev- ad revenue that's high in this month and then it crashes two months later. So it's really important to learn what the, the actual job is really like. And I would definitely recommend not to think about it or research it, just book a five-minute call with someone, whether it's on Skype, the phone, or a local coffee meeting. Because then, you know, all these ideas of what you think it's like are going to be replaced with what it's really like. And then you're going you're gonna to start to get a, a much better feel for what it is like. Oh, that, I think that is one of the best advice that I've ever heard. So, honestly, I think that was, like, really helpful. Having, like, two categories, okay, one, uh, you know, what you can do in a short a short time right and the other one for five years that is wow wow well for me it's just fascinating because i've never heard of this before but okay um guys for for those of you who are watching and listening to this this is really like a revelation for me <laughs> and i hope it's a revelation for you too i i really like that um so what what um, what about how, how do you actually evaluate it though? So let's say you have a task that um, you have in the category what I want to do for for the next five years. How do you evaluate it yearly or like half yearly because it, it might change, right? You might think like, okay, this is something that I really want to do for the next five years, but then you do it and then I, I don't know how, how do you go about it? Do you evaluate? So I think for me, the biggest thing is you just have to follow intuition. And the way you follow that is uh, what is the most exciting? So right now, one thing might be the most exciting. Like, for example, when I started my business, I was all blogging. I had no YouTube channel like really two, two and a half years ago. It was all blogging. And that was fun. That was fine. But now I've had my bit, that business for almost five years. And I, I'm so tired of writing. I don't want to do any writing. And now what's most exciting is YouTube. So... Now what I'm focusing in on is YouTube. And so I think there's always variation in these fluctuations, but you have to just listen to yourself and be like, what is the most exciting right now? Because it, it definitely changes and you're always evolving and have to be evolving. Mm-hmm. Are you actually still um, writing on your blog? This uh, side, side question here. <laughs> yeah, so every once in a while, about one article per month, but at this point I've also hired writers to write for me. So now they write more fitness content and research research articles for me. Wow. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. Ta- talking about people who, because I think this is just my opinion. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I 
as an introvert, I, I'm kind of like 70% introvert, I would say. And a lot of introverts are more in their head and they might overthink things. And now talking about perfectionists, they're also kind of overthinking when should I really start because you need to have it perfect. What advice would you give to perfectionists? So what I find is that a lot of people I've coached are perfectionists. I don't know why it is. I don't know if it's generation or something. But I think the most important thing is if you honestly look at your results in life, like you'll learn that the time you've gotten the best results are the time where you were not a perfectionist. Because the thing is, the first time you do something, it's always going to suck, right? And so like, let's say, okay, for example, a lot of people, they want to have their own business. And a lot of people are perfectionists when they start their business. But here's the thing. Perfectionists don't survive in business because if you wait to upload the perfect YouTube video, for example, you want to be a YouTuber, you, you wait to upload the perfect YouTube video, that could take you a year. But you just missed on a whole year. You know, you just missed out on 52 videos you could have made one per week the last year. And that's where you learn. You know, that's where you learn the things you like, you learn the things you don't like. So I would say in terms of perfectionism, I was once at this business conference talking to a really successful business owner and he said to me that the most important trait he noticed in successful entrepreneurs was how fast they go from idea to improve their business or their life and then how quick they go from idea to taking action. So for me, that impacted my philosophy a lot. Like with Master of the Day, I'm always talking about like what's the habit, what's the habit, what's the habit because I want people to think, okay, you know, they want to write a book. They want to look for their dream job. This is all the mind stuff. But all this thinking I do, can I bring it back to one little habit? So, for example, every book that I read, I do a one-page summary. And it's as much notes of that book as I can fit on just one page in Evernote. And at the bottom it says, what are my three habits to implement tomorrow? And so with perfectionism, you know, I want people to just, if you are a perfectionist, Look, because there's a relationship between being a perfectionist and actually not getting results. Because perfectionism is a person who waits until things are, are like great to begin. And there's no way you can possibly be producing and executing and trying and living life if you're a perfectionist. So I would say, look at the results in your life. If you're not getting results, it means you're probably being too much perfectionist about it. So just try little experiments, little baby bets. Wow. Yeah, um, again, great advice as always. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you kind of nailed it down to um, habits. Now, talking about habits, you said like you create like three, three habits um, out, of, um, out of what exactly again? So, okay, so I'll come back to perfectionism too. So bringing perfectionism into this, the thing with perfectionism also is that people are usually perfectionists because they're afraid of failing, right? The ultimate fear of a perfectionist is, oh God, like if I, what happens if I do this and it's not right and then I fail and then I look dumb or I'm embarrassed. And so I think it's important to just look that this is the thread. Like the, the thinking is, why am I being a perfectionist? It has to be right. Okay, how does it, why does it have to be right? Because if it doesn't, it's gonna all fail. Okay, what happens if it all fails? You know, you have to follow the paper trail of your thoughts to understand that. So coming back to the habits, um, so if like for example when I read books, I do that one page summary and then I always break it down into what are my actionable habits. Because I think, you know, 
anyone that reads a book, anyone that watches a YouTube video, anyone that goes to a conference, anyone that watches a movie, anyone that has an amazing conversation with someone that changes their life, you know, our, mem- our memory is faulty. And so unless we turn our knowledge into habits, we usually won't do anything, you know, because like we have this saying, there's a saying in English that knowledge is power, right? Have you heard this one too? It's, yes. it's completely false. It's not true at all. You know, the only knowledge that we do something with is power. And so I think, you know, obviously in history, being educated, it has always been a special class for like the highest class of people because people knew that education meant power. But for us, Education without a change in our behavior, our habits, our character, it means nothing. You know, that's why you have like cancer researchers that are super fat with a big gut. You know, they research it all day. They research it up here, but they don't do anything. So there are people who know the advice in their head, but they don't embody it in their character. Yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) Talking about knowledge is power. I actually recently heard... Um, knowledge is potential power because um, what what we actually do with it that is then the power and that then boils down to the actions Um, yeah totally Um, I really really resonate with what you said there taking that knowledge and breaking that down into habits that is really powerful not only um, taking action but actually making a habit out of them and that is really really cool and I guess you also experiment with these things like let's say you you read a book you have summarized it in one page and then you make um like three habits then i guess you also experiment and evaluate uh if they really fit into your lifestyle if they are effective or not um what what uh, how much time do you actually give that like one week monthly or so i think it really depends on the habit and it depends on the goal you know, for example, there are there might be a habit I want to try in my personality. Like, it was just the holidays, I went back home, and I was like, these are the habits I have to work on to be more chill around my mom, right? So I was like, <laughs> what are the habits I have to practice to not, not, you know, not react, not be stressed, not be, you know, not yell? So in that case, I had one week and I could test and see the results. You know, some things, some habits like, Health habits, fitness habits, they could take a month. They could take three months. And some business habits can take, you know, a week for me to test or they can take three months to me to test. So it really depends on what the goal is and what you're looking to do. But usually I just look for, does this habit, is it already improving my quality of life somehow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Um, now, taking it back to what we actually talked about earlier with passion and everything, I actually want to ask you, how did you actually figure out what you wanted to do in life? So for me, like I said, throughout my 20s, it was really complicated. I was trying all these jobs. Uh, I started my own business because I really didn't like any of my jobs and there's no way I could see myself doing that forever. And then I was actually reading, you know Robert Greene? He wrote the book Mastery, uh, 48 Laws of Power, I think. I was reading his book, Mastery, um, and it was on all these masters throughout history and their, how they found the thing that excited them and how they found their mentors. And I was reading that and I was just like thinking, you know, like when you're picturing things in your head as you're reading a book. And I was picturing like this old kind of like Merlin person, like a, you know, like an old sage in the woods, right? With like potions and things like that. And then it was making me remember my childhood. Because as a kid, I was always into like mysticism, meditation, 
herbal medicine. And it was after that that um, I ended up getting treated by a Chinese medicine doctor for digestive problems I had. And he ended up fixing them. And then I was like, you know, it was like an aha moment that Chinese medicine, like this is actually my real passion. So that's how I ended up finding that personally. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So you you kind of went to to this this doctor and he helped you solve the problems that you had so it it's kind of like um what tony robbins says like your your worst it might it might not have been your worst day but he always says your worst day can become your best day because out of that we kind of want to help others solve that problem too like for for instance my channel with self-confidence self-esteem and because i'm so interested in in uh, mastering your mind it is also uh, relevant to my situation and so it's like i want to solve my my problem but also help others um solve that as well and because i love making videos that's why with youtube but anyway um yeah so what what has actually helped you the most in achieving your goals i think for me the biggest things have been I would say three parts. So the number one is you have to look at what beliefs are stopping you from achieving the goals. So beliefs can be beliefs about self-esteem, beliefs about what you think is possible, beliefs about uh, your self-worth or why you've always failed before. So I'm always doing belief work. The second thing is always breaking things into habits and regularly reviewing those habits every single week. So I have a weekly mastermind call with three other friends that all have their own businesses And each week we talk about what we're doing to grow our business and reach our goals and also improve our life. So we do a whole life and a whole business review. And then the next thing is really having, developing the habit of always improving. And so, for example, I mean, I notice a lot of people, they just, the biggest thing I notice coaching people is people don't take action. You know, like they, they say they want to do this and it takes a month to upload a YouTube video. It should take one day. You know, if you want to be a YouTuber, just take one day. Take out your phone and shoot the video, get it on YouTube, as no matter how much it sucks. And so I have the habit of taking action very quickly. As soon as I read a book, I know my habits. As soon as I know the habits, I'm going to put them into action the next day. So acting as fast as possible on the ideas and intuitions and things that excite me. But really, it's the habit. The base level is always being clear on what my daily habits are, my daily rituals. I always try to improve every single week, whatever I'm working on. So some aspect of that I work on and try to improve. And then I'm continually doing that belief work and always upgrading and always changing things, always listening to my intuition that way. Wow. I, again, you, you keep on repeating um, habits and I really, really resonate with, with that. Like having, like reading or consuming the information and turning them into habits that's like really really crucial and also with, with what you said is um reading and then actually applying it maybe on the same day if possible but as fast as possible that is yeah wow because a lot a lot of people just consume and then they don't really take action right um yeah i think that's i, I think this this particular time in history this is the biggest schism between amount of information and you know people have so much information more than ever before in history and so i believe they're taking the least action because when you have all the information in history and you can google it on your phone it's very easy not to act 
because you can just spend another hour looking for information. It's easy. So uh, have you read the book The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield? Um, yeah, um, I'm not sure. Was it the uh, No, yeah, The War of Art, where we kind of procrastinate rather than taking action, right? Yeah, so he talks about the resistance, right? The resistance is like he talks about it as this force that stops us from reaching our goals and like our destiny. And I think for people, consuming information is the resistance. Because consuming information is easy, right? It's, it's so much easier for me to consume information on building a business than build a business. It's so easy for me to Google workouts than to go to the workout right after this interview. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, because I also have coached hundreds of people one-on-one by far the most common thing I see, the most common reason for failure is people, number one, they don't act. That's definitely the first thing. Like if, I, if you said, I want to lose weight, I want to attract my dream person, I want to build a business, I want to write a book, and I said, can you show me one little thing you did every day the last 100 days? Maybe 1% one, 1 would say yes. So when people say, I'm not getting results, can you prove to yourself that you've done this thing every day for a hundred days. If you said you want to be an author, have you written 100 words a day, a thousand words a day? If you really want to get fit, have you paid attention to your diet and worked out consistently every week for three months? You know, all these things we say we want to do, but if we actually put it on paper and track, it's clear we haven't done the work. And I think that's where people get messed up because we get we get all this self-esteem stuff, we tell ourselves these stories, but really we haven't done the work yet. And that's ultimately, it has to come down to that. Um, I'm going to say straight up, I was actually guilty of this. I don't want to lie, I want to be honest. And so I think what we do are, <clears throat> is we, we're doing kind of like mind masturbation because yeah. it's like, you know, we, we read the stuff, we, we have the information or we tell these stories so that we feel happy in the inside, but actually not doing anything about it. So I, I totally um, see that. And it is it is uh, a, a problem. Um, but yeah, like you said, if we take that and turn it into a habit and actually just take action like as soon as possible, I think that will actually help um, someone a lot. Now, talking about accountability, you actually said on... I think at the end of the week, you, you call your friends and, and tell each other about the, the business or, uh, yeah. And do you actually talk about other fields? Like, is, is it only business or is it uh, in other fields as well? So it really is, it's oriented towards a business mastermind, but we talk about all of our goals. So, you know, like for me, one of my goals this year is actually related to my health because I was overworking the last two years. And so I need to pull it back towards balance. And we talk about everything. I mean, our main problem solving is really around business. But if something's not going well with our health goals or relationship goals, uh, travel, life, taking time off, we talk about that too. But I personally use it. It's, a, it's such a useful habit for me because what I do an hour before is I just do uh, a strategy day, what I call a strategy page. It's actually in my, I have a journaling course, but it's just one page where I break down the goals I'm working on, what's working, what's not working, and then anything else I need to think about or reflect on. So we do all of it. Because um, I was actually doing, um, thinking of, of doing this where I, you know, talk about these things with my friends so that you, you have this accountability because I think it's really crucial and important. It also gives you the motivation and you inspire each other as well. So, yeah. Um, 
now talking about dark times and everyone has you know down times and th that is just life so what do you actually do in these dark times how do you keep yourself motivated for me i noticed that especially with the hardest times it really comes down to a few things for me for the first thing is that look everyone gets unmotivated from time to time right everybody has those off days that you don't want to do anything sometimes it's a whole week sometimes it's a whole month i would say if it's every once in a while, that's okay. But if, you, if it keeps happening to you, I would really reflect on why you think that's happening. And what I notice is a few things that, that prevent you from getting there and that help me in those times. The first thing is I created, an, when I was like super depressed after I moved back from China, I created this Evernote list called Happiest Moments. And for two years, I tracked all the things that made me happy. And so literally two years, I have like hundreds of bullets of experiences just so I could analyze like what actually makes me happy. And I realized something that surprised me as an introvert, and it was actually time with people. So I was like, there's no way. I never would have thought that as an introvert because I spent all my day alone. But I actually realized from this happiest moments, all my happiest moments, like 90% are with people. Like with my brothers and sister, you know, my brothers and sister and my parents drinking wine around Christmas. With my girlfriend or traveling or getting a great dinner with someone and talking about life. I was shocked as an introvert. I didn't believe that. And so the first thing is when you know what actually makes you happy, when you have it like on a document like that, you can just refer to it, pull it up on your phone, you know, and like do, do more of those things. The second thing I would say is to focus on, I, I go back to three things, to health routines, the things that make me feel good, and focusing more on contribution and helping other people. So let's say I've had like a really crappy week and things aren't going well. I don't feel well. I make sure. Have I been going to the gym five days a week? Have I been meditating? Have I been eating right? Have I been doing the things that are actually fun to me? And then also, if it still will not go away, I literally will go and volunteer. So I see if any of my friends need help with anything. Go to a local animal uh, refuge, animal shelter. Go play with the dogs that need help. Go to a local soup kitchen, volunteer. Sometimes I feel like we get depressed when like all of our, all of our life is just so absorbed in ourselves. Like we get so self-absorbed with like my problems, my pain, my issues, my goals. And it's just like, get rid of that stuff for a minute and just go focus on helping someone else's life get better. And that's something I have to work on a lot. Um, yeah, I, I never actually, I mean, all what we do is actually contributing um, to the society no matter what we do. I mean, we get money for actually contributing and giving the value that we're supposed to give. Um, and and Tony Robbins actually also talks about this, that contribution, giving is one of the most um, fulfilling thing that we can do, right? Once we have taken care of ourselves, of course. But like you said, if we're like so... Uh, absorbed and we we're just really um thinking about ourselves rather than others it might you might kind of be blinded somehow and not see the bigger picture so i really like that um yeah and talking about uh you you mentioned health you mentioned something for fun um and i I kind of associate self-confidence with happiness as well. And there are the four fi fields that I really um, think of is 
uh, health, wealth, love and happiness. Now, are there any other fields that you would add to this and how um, would you set your goals to these things? Are there any subcategories that you would like to add to that? I would say I would add contribution, purpose and meaning, and also free time, leisure. And the reason I say that is because I got very occupied with all those things that you talked about. And then I was still like, life was good and I was happy, but I wasn't like fulfilled. I didn't feel like I was making like a very big impact. And so I think there's a lot of things we can do to be happy. We can work a job we like, we can make a lot of money, we can have a lot of vacations, we can date or marry people we love and have fun with. But then sometimes at the end of the day, it's like, I wish I did something that, that was like impactful. You know what I mean? That like something beyond all those things. So I definitely say, I personally think impact and purpose meaning is different because you can have a very difficult, unhappy life that's deeply meaningful and deeply impactful. Uh, you look at people like Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, his life, you know, in the concentration camp was absolutely brutal, but he found a way to, find, to make it meaningful. And I also think some of the hardest lives are the most meaningful, like a parent that sacrifices all their own dreams for their kid to come to America. You know, I know a lot of people like that. I dated a girl whose parents were like that. Their parents were not happy, but that that bringing their kids to America is what made them so fulfilled and that's what gave them the energy of life. So that would be one thing. The next thing is contribution. Because again, I find that it's really easy, especially when we're at the beginning of personal development. We want, we want to make our, our own lives better and that's fine. But I think ultimately at some point, usually once we have all our own needs met, we want to figure out how to help other people reach theirs. And it may just mean your family, your parents, you know, people around you. And then the last one for me is definitely fun and like fun and excitement, leisure. Because I noticed that I developed the habit of overworking. Like I've been working 70 hours a week for like f five years. And that doesn't leave very much time, you know. If I go to the gym, I have a girlfriend, I work out, I run my business. You know, I only have like half of Saturday, half of Sunday. That's what I've done for five years. Um and that's not because that's all in my business. For three years, I had a full-time job. You know, I would work 40 hours, I would go to the gym, and then work on my own business for three hours. That took three years before I could quit my job. Quit my job, and then found, found my passion, which is Chinese medicine. Now I'm in medical school. So now I'm in medical school running my company again. So I don't have a break for, you know, for, eight, for seven years. But for me, it really did get, um, it's really easy to fall into that, that routine, especially when you start to really like your life. When you really like your work, it's easy to do it a lot. And I still think on sometimes it's nice to just reduce your work hours and think about if I'm not working after five, what am I going to do instead for fun? Maybe that means you want to take more vacations, you want to learn salsa dancing, you want to learn to speak Chinese. What are all these other things you want to do in your life? And that maybe that's where those, those events, that part of the paper comes in. Where are those one-time events you want to do? Maybe you start doing more of those. You, you bring up like so, so many interesting points um, that just really, <laughs> that's why I say like, bro, I need your time because I know that I will like get so much value out of yours because I, I always watch your videos and I'm like, wow. I really resonate with your message. It is really incredible. So um, talking about now this out of um, my own curiosity. So you studied something else um, before going to medical school?
Yeah, like, uh, you mean an undergrad? Yeah, so I, I mean, I studied biology and environmental science in undergrad. Wow, and now you're going to medical school because you found your passion. That is really awesome, man. Yeah. So now it's, it's actually Chinese medicine. So like I said, it was a, a Chinese medicine doctor that fixed my digestion when I went to all the normal doctors. I went to four normal doctors, um, specialist, dietitian, no one, no one had any useful advice. It didn't do anything. And then the Chinese doctor improved it. So I was like, not going to normal medical school because obviously it didn't work. I want to learn what this guy's doing. That is awesome. That is really awesome. And I actually watched one of your videos where you said that one of your goals is actually to become like the best, um, how do you say, Chinese uh, doctor? Do you say that Chinese? Yeah, yeah Chinese dude. Medicine. Yeah. Dude, dude I, I totally um, believe in you and, and I, I hope you, you will achieve it, man. Because, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, talking about um, managing time and, and productivity because again if you want to get things done you want to have self-confidence it, it all ties down to also productivity and I want to ask you how do you actually manage your time um, do you have like categories do you categorize like okay on Monday it's going to be this kind of day obviously now you're going to medical school as well so m mainly it's gonna be studying but if, if you weren't studying do you like batch things or how, how do you manage your time? Yeah, so my big thing is I manage my time by mostly managing my energy. And so the way I do that is I think of the day in terms of how much energy I have and what are the hardest things I have to do. So right now, because I'm in school and I'm running my own business, I have to think what requires more energy, studying or these three things in my business. Usually studying takes more energy. I have to be more well rested. So what I do is, the, the two things are really organize your day around energy, not time. And number two is always have the list of the things you're going to work on. So I never ever start a day, you know what I mean? Like I literally, like right here, that's one of them. I mean I have, here's actually, look at this, right on my desk, good example. So here's, I have a video on this. The, this it's just three boxes, each box is 40 minutes. On one side I have my business, the other side I have school. And that's what I do to break down each day because then when it's done, I just shade it out like that. And I, then I figure out, okay, what box do I have to do when I have the most energy? I'm going to do two boxes in the morning when I have the highest energy before class. And then in the evening, I'll do those other boxes when I have less. And that's how I typically do it. And the third thing is I always change my physical location after two hours. So I find that the easiest way to change the way I feel is to change my actual location. So it seems like when you change where you are, like let's say you're at home to work, then you go to the library, then you go to a coffee shop. Every time I change, I feel like I get new energy. It's just like it breaks up the routine. Wow, that, that is really interesting, man. And uh, we, we actually talked about like the health, wealth, love and, and happiness and, and meaning and contribution and leisure. Now, do you actually um, tackle these things every single day or do you like um, have, okay, on Monday, it's going to be mainly for wealth. I mean, obviously when you have your business, you have to <laughs> work on it every single day, right? But um, I think you get the point uh, where you badge thing for, okay, Monday, I'm going to prioritize on love and then the other day on something else. Or so how do you go about that? So for me, I usually only pick three goals for a year. So, and that's all I work on really for the year. 
So there's a little bit, there's like a caveat there, a little asterisk, because everything builds off of everything else, right? So like I usually don't have to set any, any health or fitness goals because I've been going to the gym for 12 years and I've been cooking for 12 years. So that those habits are so deep so, for so long, they, they never fail. Like never. I never have to set a fitness or health goal because only until recently from overwork did I start to have anything with my health. I had, I've had no problems besides digestion. So what happens is what I usually will do is start on a goal until it's pretty automatic and I'll stick with that habit and then eventually I'll build off of that. So for example, this year, my goals are related to health. So getting more sleep every single night to growing my business. And then the third one, um, I think is related to something related to my medical schooling. So each day I can think about specifically what I'm working on. And you know, some goals are something like the health goal. It doesn't take a lot of time. I'm just changing a little bit of my sleep rituals and let's see if I can show it here. Right? So, so I know I'm, I'm very organized. Yeah. So like sleep, I'm trying to sleep from these hours, right? Um, at 11, I'm going to start reading 745. I'll wake up every day meditating and waking up at eight, no later than eight, even if I have class way later. Right. And then one of the things I'm trying in my business is flow only doing projects that are exciting. So I'm tracking these little things related to that. So really, um, for me, it comes down to that keeping things clear and keeping them organized like that. Yeah, I, I really love how organized you are. You, you said it already. And it's like, um, and you, you also wrote it down. Okay, what is the one thing that I can work on um, concerning health or, or wealth or whatever it is? That is really interesting. And I think it is also better for all of us. I'm also telling this myself, not to, to everyone here, um, because I'm getting advice from you. Because um, we, we tend to over overanalyze thing and then we kind of get paralyzed through that now one more question um concerning setting goals they they always say you gotta write it down you gotta be specific now i want to ask you um specifically concerning wealth um do you say okay by the end of this year i want to make three thousand dollars per month are you like very specific and then break it down to monthly how much you gotta make um to um uh, yeah monthly <laughs> you know i found it's money is really funny because i find that it's really hard to estimate how long it'll take to earn that you know like we say like the the time portion of goals is the thing that i think we have to remove and that really is frustrating because you know if if you want to quit your job you're like i need to earn this money every month as fast as possible i want to quit right i felt that for so long or it's like I want to lose this weight as fast as possible because I want to look good now. The time, the time we really can't control on some level because the time, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to come up. We don't know what problems are going to happen. We don't know how much we have to learn. We don't know what we don't know. But I still think it's very important to have that monthly goal, for example, for finances. Um, like, for example, Earl Nightingale has this amazing audiobook, one of my favorites called Lead the Field. Have you, do you know it? Do you know Earl Nightingale? One of my, probably my absolute favorite personal development audiobook. And he has a chapter on finances. And I, to me, it's like the best chapter I've ever read on finances because it's so, it makes a lot more sense. It's not just like, I want to get rich. It's like, let's, let me calculate what is an awesome life for me. How much money do I need to spend? Where do I want to live? 
How much do I want to save? How much do I want to give to charity? You find that number and then that becomes your goal. And what he says, you have that number as your goal, but then you focus on increasing your skills and how valuable you are to the marketplace. You increase your skills and your value until you start earning that income. So I think it's really, it's really hard because I mean, to me, look, if I could, my very first year of my business, four years ago, if I could make six figures the first year, I would have, right? I was trying. I was trying everything. I read every book. I, I hired a coach. You know, I did all these things, but it took, it took multiple years, and it takes a long time for most people. And so I would say it's important to have that goal. It's important to think about it daily and think about how can I make that happen? Okay, maybe I get coaching clients, and I charge 300 a month, and I need 10 coaching clients. I think that's really important. But there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Some people are very mathematical and they're like 10 coaching clients. Okay, how many people have to watch my videos to get a coaching client and then they do the math? That's not me, even though I've tried that. It hasn't worked for me. And then there's other people that are like, I'm gonna follow my intuition and let me see what happens to reach that same goal. So I think try both and see what works best for you. But I would definitely say have the goal, think about it every night, Keep generating ideas. How can I make that happen? And one of those ideas will be the winning one that you implement, but you're always taking action. No, very interesting there. Um, again, I keep on repeating this, but oh, man, your advice. Oh, can can you actually also email me the name that you, you said, um, the, the podcast that you're listening to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, audiobook, exactly. Awesome, man. Um, so yeah, now talking about books, see? Awesome, now I have a perfect segue there. <laughs> um, your favorite book concerning mindset? Concerning mindset? Honestly, maybe, maybe Ask and It's Given. Do you know that book? No. Ask and It Is Given. Let's see if I have a copy around here. I probably do. One sec. This one here. Uh, I've never heard of it. So it's by one of these women that she ch she claims she's channeling, you know, a being from the heavens. That's what she says. But the book itself is really amazing. And this is like one of the original like law of vibration, law of attraction books. But yeah. it sounds very fluffy and very out there. But I actually really like this. Definitely for mindset. This one or that one or... Um, or this one, A Course in Miracles. Okay. So those are both really about keeping yourself in that positive, goal-oriented, like God-conscious state of mind where anything is possible, I think is very important. Yeah, all right. Um, I've never heard of those books. Shame on me, <laughs> but I'll, now, I, now I know them. <laughs> um, so yeah, your favorite book concerning productivity. Productivity. I would probably say The One Thing. One thing, yeah, I, I, I see that you, you, you implement that quite a lot because you're like the one thing that I can do today, right? Um, yeah. and and I totally resonate with that because I, I just recently been implementing this, um, and it and it works wonders. Um, yeah. So now the last one is your favorite book that has helped you the most in achieving your goals you can you can choose um whether it's health wealth love or whatever but it has helped you the most in achieving your goals Ooh, i'll give you two answers so the way i ran my business for four years was very different from the way i run it now the way i ran it for four years was very mathematical 
How can I grow? These are the numbers. And I would say the best book for that, Achieving Goals, if you like that way of thinking, is called The, the Five or Four Disciplines of Execution. So that book is very, very, very tactical, specific for that approach. But the way I, I live my life now and I run my business is much more intuition-based. And I would say for intuition, it probably would be those two books I just showed. It probably would be these two books because the thing is, here's what's crazy. I'm at a, a level in my life where I believe that any, any answer I want for how to improve my life or grow my business, I don't have to read a book or watch a video to get it. All I do is I ask for it, I pray for it, I meditate on it, and it'll come to me. And this is crazy, like a lot of people won't believe this. I actually believe it because I, I actually believe in these kind of things. So yeah, go on. I've, no, I've really changed 180. I've, I run my business completely differently. It just started as an experiment to have less stress and it's been working financially. So now these days for achieving my goals, all I believe in is that if I am, if I have the consciousness of God, of the creator, which I believe we all do, then therefore I can create anything I want and I can attract anything I want. So all I do is each morning, as I visualize my goals, I visualize what I want that hasn't happened yet. And then what, like I said at the beginning, I open my eyes and I'm like, it's going to happen. I don't know when, I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to show me the message. And then either I meet a person, I have an intuition and I write down all my intuitions in Evernote. I have an idea, I have a feeling, and then I follow those feelings and those ideas. And then I end up reaching my goals. And so these two books are really catered towards that because number one, if you have the belief that I'm God, I have the same consciousness as the creator, I can, all these ideas that have made people billionaires or happy or lose weight, all those ideas can come into my head at any time and they will. And then you just implement those, then you'll end up reaching your goal. So that's kind of like, it's kind of crazy, kind of next level, but maybe for for those of you who are listening and watching this right now it might sound crazy but for me it's not because i actually do believe in these things so what what i can say is be open-minded try it out okay before you judge um and then you can see if it works for you or not o also give it some time don't just say okay i'm gonna implement this for one day it hasn't worked you know you gotta be patient with this well, watch, watch my video. If you can, put that video in the description. I tried manifesting for 100 days. Here's what happened. That video was my experience with these, right? I will definitely link that in the, in the description. Just uh, send me the link then in the email as well. Um, yeah. I wrote down like, you know, these are the four things I tried, the four habits from like this manifesting. And these are the results of my business, like practical money results. I even show the, you know, all I show the money. So... It's pretty crazy. Um, and so now I'm trying that for two years. Instead of three months, for two years, I'm going to try that. And if it doesn't work, I can go back to the old way I ran my business. So if you, if you, you, you said that, okay, um, four years ago, you were more like mathematical and you, you analyzed more and you didn't really follow your intuition or maybe you had your intuition, but you were more like, you know, um, like analytical. So my, my question to you is if you, could go back in time would you still be like analytical at the start of your business or would you implement how you run your business now probably the way i do it now um because at the start i was like you know i have to learn business marketing sales these are the skills it doesn't matter that i hate them 
I force myself every day and I have a lot of discipline. So I learned marketing, I learned sales, I learned how to write you know, sales emails, sales pages to sell my products, and it worked. But I didn't like it a lot. And then as my business got harder and harder and something stopped working, like a year ago, my Google traffic went from like, like crashed. And I was like, oh, uh, maybe I won't have a business in a year. You know, maybe like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And then my YouTube started supplying a lot more income than it ever did before. And so if I knew what I know now, I would definitely do the, I would, my, back then, if something wasn't working, I just pushed harder. Now, if something isn't working, I, I completely ignore that. And I go with my intuition and I do what feels good and what is more exciting. And ironically, for the really intellectual, mathematical people like I tend to be, they won't believe that if you do what's exciting and follow your intuition, you could actually make way more money. But you can. And so that was, this is the way I want to live now because number one, I feel good. It's much more enjoyable to run my business this way. And it actually works better and easier. So, but you have to prove, you have to prove it to yourself. You, you know, so I would, I would never have been able to because I wouldn't believe it. Just like now I'm only just starting to believe it, which is why I'm doing a two year test. You know, back then I never, cause I would, I didn't have a successful business. So I thought all the business owners I knew that were, that were millionaires, they were just like work hard, push. It doesn't matter if you hate it. doesn't matter if it sucks, just do the work. But there's a lot of business owners that, that don't do that. And they're also very successful. So you have to choose what kind of life you want. And I guess um, just experiment with those, see how, how it fits your personality, see if you get any results and then, yeah, gauge from, from that. Now, um, yeah, uh, before we go to the last question, um, tell my people here how they can connect with you further and also tell us your, your products that you have. And yeah, your stage is all yours. Yeah, I mean, the best way to reach out right now is probably Instagram, um, at A-F-H-E-Y-N-E. So my last name is German, Hein. But the best way, that's the best way to reach out because I just started using it six months ago, so it's not so busy. Probably in a year or two, it's going to be really busy like YouTube, so um, I can't really respond to YouTube comments anymore. But if you, if you message me on Instagram or email me, I'm happy to respond. Um, if you're interested in my like my life success philosophy, you can look at my book Master of the Day on Amazon, and otherwise, you can follow me at Modern Health Monk on YouTube. ModernHealthMonk.com is more fitness advice, and that's that's most of it. Nice, awesome, man. Um, all right, so last question. As you know, yeah. my channel is all about mastering your mind to gain self confidence, self esteem. So, tell tell us, tell me, tell my people. Um, what activity or what revelation has helped you the most in regards to to mastering your mind so that you gain that self-confidence the biggest thing for me has been observing how beliefs actually create our life because our beliefs influence our habits i'll give you an example let's say you have a belief that you have to work hard to be successful right if you if you really believe you have to work hard to be successful you're only gonna be successful when you're working hard. And what happens when one of your friends, they win the lottery or you know somebody dies and they get this inheritance, all this money, you're gonna be resentful. You're gonna hate them because they got this free money without working hard. The biggest thing for me is analyzing where beliefs become habits and habits change our life. So if you believe, if you're a female and you believe there are no good guys left, then guess what? 
when you date a guy, you're not going to trust him. And then you're probably going to sabotage the relationship. But if you believe, I believe there are good guys left, then you, you date a guy, you're not going to be so suspicious. And then there's a chance of that relationship working out. Or if you believe that sleep and rest is not necessary for me to be successful, right? I'm a machine. Okay, I'm a machine is a belief. So what happens? The belief creates the habits. The habit is that you push even though your body doesn't feel well. You ignore rest even though your body tells you it needs rest. You ignore little symptoms because you're like, oh, it's just going to go away. The belief, I'm a machine, has created certain habits that are, will ruin your health. The belief, men are not trustworthy, then affects your dating because you don't trust men and it affects the way you date. The belief, I have to work hard to be successful, then influences that you only think that if I'm working 60 hours, 70 hours, that's the only way I can succeed. But the way to break any of these is you have to look for evidence that's the opposite. So just like for me, I had to choose to believe, what if I could have the same success and it would be easy and fun? So I had to find other people in their business that they said, wow, I actually don't work that much and I make a lot of money and it's fun. So then I just proved to myself that I was wrong in my belief. So then I started changing my habits because I was like, well, maybe I can work half the hours and make the same money. So just like with the same girl who says all men are evil, maybe she could find a relationship where that like someone else she could study where the girl's dating a great guy and the guy is like, he has all the things that this girl wants. He's tall, good looking, has money, loves his life, good guy. And then she'll see, wow, my belief was wrong. Or on the last one, you can just find some evidence opposite to realize that our beliefs really are what create our habits and our habits are really what create our lives. And so if there's an aspect of life that's not working out, dating, health, finances, whatever, behind that, yes, there's habits, but behind the habits, there's beliefs. So you look at each step. What's the belief? What's the habit? What did it create in my life? So that's what I would do for mindset. Oh, ah, it was, no, I, I just have no words, man. <laughs> like I really enjoyed this interview, honestly. Um, and that was really, re really well said. Um, yeah habits and belief is actually like like i said it, it all comes down to your mind how you think you know and it we we always tend to over analyze things we make things difficult but if you can master your mind like you said whatever you believe right creates your habit and that creates your life then we can actually change something and yeah thank you so much this was really an honor and i have I have really learned so much from this one interview, which was just an hour, but like, wow. Guys, for those of you who are watching and listening to this, I really hope you enjoyed this and tell us, tell me in the comment section, what was your favorite part? What was the main takeaway? For me, definitely it was having great habits and also breaking things down into smaller steps, right? what is that one thing that brings you closer uh, to your goals or whatever and also it's not only about health wealth love and happiness it is about meaning it is about contribution as well and your leisure so that is also one of the biggest takeaway again i will link all of the books that alex here has mentioned in the description and guys remember that you are freaking awesome and that you can do it if you put your mind to it winnie out for now